You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 267 of the New Utah, New, New Utah Podcast. <laughs> I give up. I'm hot. Uh, I want to change your intro piece, I think, Jeremy. I'm not, it's not fitting for yeah. you. Like, we need to find a dad joke clip where you just make everyone, like, stop every bit of conversation because it's so terrible. I've done that quite a few times. I know. They exist. We just, just have to finding them. <laughs> have to find them. So, I don't know. Maybe you'll say something as we go and I'll find it because I don't. Tag it, yeah. If I it, when and if I ever say anything funny again, you, you say funny stuff. It'll once happen. In a while. You say a lot of dad shit. It'll happen. There's more of those sour candies if you want them. They're still sitting there. Oh yeah, they're still still here for our guests. They're they're not going to be eaten by us. I don't think <laughs> they're, they. My mouth hurts just thinking about. They were that in fine. There. Episode two sixty seven, and it is hot as hell. Uh, yeah, it's not getting any cooler. It's Supposed to be 102 tomorrow yeah. and 104. Triple digits the next couple days. Yeah. I'm in my uh, my summertime work mode. I don't wear flip flops. That's a little too casual for the office. But I got the the dad shorts and the short sleeve button down with no undershirt, rocking all day. Nice. Still hot as fuck all day. Had meetings today, so I had my Whoa. my usual meeting attire: a pair of jeans and a shirt, t-shirt, but a jacket over it. And I'm in this. Uh, Pet complex. Yeah, because you're in places without air conditioning. In the back too. room, yeah. and I it could just feel the sweat like running down my back. It's like, oh, and then as soon as I get out of it, I'm just like taking the jacket off and yeah, it's hot. Wouldn't it just be just as professional and cooler if you wore a button down? This is why I like uh, Hawaiian shirts in Hawaii because this is how they roll. So. They, they breathe. It might, I don't know, but then. Then, then you can see the back sweat. At least with my jacket on, you can't. I, see I it. mean, I sweat a lot, and I sweat way less when I'm wearing cooler clothing. So sure. I used to, because of how much I sweat. Little, little known fact about Chris: uh, I used to ruin all my shirts pretty quickly because I had pit sweat. And so then I was like, "Well, all these nice dress shirts that I buy, like within." Six months of wearing them, they're ruined. They have pit stains. I can't wear them anymore. So I started wearing undershirts pretty religiously, even in the summer. Because I, up until recently, I still wore slacks and a long sleeve shirt most of the time in the summer, and I'd roll up my sleeves maybe. Uh, I stopped wearing t-shirts under my shirts uh, like two years ago. Holy crap, it makes a huge difference in the summer. It's so hot to wear those undershirts. Yeah. In the winter, I do it. And I don't right. have I don't have religiously sponsored underwear um, right. like like other folks in the I'll, state do. It depends on the shirt. Some of my dress shirts, you gotta you kind of got to wear a t-shirt yeah, underneath I, it. I, I don't want people looking at my nipples. That's basically what it boils down to. Yep. Also, if I don't the pepperoni wear... showing. You should cover yeah. that. Baloney barb. Baloney barb. <laughs> I uh, I also uh, I don't wear antiperspirant. I strictly only wear deodorant. My uh, my armpit skin is quite sensitive. This is uh, we're gonna dive deep into Chris hygiene here. <laughs> Probably disgust people. Um, I uh, I don't. I don't wash my hair, my beard hair, but maybe every couple of weeks because it's just not necessary. Um, and I, I only wear deodorant. And if I'm hanging out at home, I don't put deodorant on because my armpits are so sensitive. Like after a week of wearing even deodorant, they're fucking messed up. They're all red and irritated. And antiperspirant's like super fast to do that. So I just let myself sweat and deal with it. 
Tis what it is. As long as I don't stink, and I do check frequently, like... I'm sure Brid lets you know if you were trying to walk out the door stinky. Well, she tells me that I, I don't stink all the time when I think I stink, so... Man, I'm quiet. She tells me the same thing. That you stink? But no, that I don't stink when, oh. I, think, when yeah. I think I stink. Uh, is that any better? Yeah. I feel like I'm really quiet on the... Yeah, yeah, there we go. You are quiet. Maybe the cat around. walked on my, my uh, mic Speaking setting of cats, we're cat, cat grandparents again. What? Cassie got another kitty. Oh. Wow. Wow. Um, it looks to be an orange tabby. So now she's got two? Yeah, Castillo's going to die. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I don't. that sounds kind of crass. No, my no, kids, no. My no. kids aren't going to listen to this, but... I get it. I get it, because we, we'll do that. If we know a pet's on its way out, we'll try to kind of find a replacement. To well, them. and like Theo's really young, and Theo would love a friend, I'm sure, because um, like, Theo plays with dogs. Like, the cat is amazing. But he has serious respiratory problems, like emergency vet visit respiratory problems. That so it's expensive fast. Yeah, and I just I don't see him living a super long life as a result because I mean even when we were out there visiting, he was having sneezing fits where he was sneezing out the most disgusting mucus everywhere. Does he have like constantly a, like a problem with his like nasal cavity? No, they haven't he has been able some to weird virus thing or something. They're like feline herpes or something, I think. <laughs> Seriously. It's some some, some sort of herpes virus for cats. Poor cat. Yeah. Uh, it sucks because he's like the coolest cat. He's so little. He's super light and tiny. And he is so sweet and playful. And he likes to go outside. And so he hikes and he wears a harness and he hikes around with them. For a and cat, he, that's pretty rare. He plays fetch. He's like super awesome in terms of a cat, but I just don't think he's gonna last too long. Anyway, and then my stupid animals have had like dog sickness uh, the last couple days. Like Phoebe, I think they had doggy flu. I don't know if it was the flu or like like anxiety because the fireworks are just. Can we talk about how shitty fireworks are for animals? Did you did you try the calming? Juice? So I I uh, I get CBD. We give him CBD oil, and Chopper was the CBD oil didn't touch his anxiety. Um, and Phoebe, so so Saturday Saturday was it Saturday night or Sunday night? It was Saturday night. Phoebe threw up um, her entire dinner like an hour less than an hour after she ate it because of the fireworks. Uh, I don't think so. Cause that was still pretty early. And it, maybe I was thinking, well, maybe she was, cause she was outside for like an hour before that. Maybe she had just gotten too hot and ate too fast. And then she threw everything up Sunday morning and uh. then Sunday evening. I didn't give her anything cause I wanted to give her a night off. And then Monday morning she threw up everything uh. like two hours after eating it. And so finally Monday night, I made her, uh, so when the animals are sick like that, I'll typically make like just chicken breast that I boil and some rice and pumpkin and mix it together. Put, and put I, a little broth to kind of hold it together. I don't even put broth in it. Uh. I just do those three things. They, they hold together just fine. Uh, and she kept it down. She kept it down this morning just fine. Uh, and then, uh, Chopper threw it up last night. So that was sweet. And the today. Is it maybe the f- food? <clears throat> it's maybe Phoebe. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's the same food we always feed them. I'm guessing, um, maybe there's just a bug and now Chopper has it because he threw up the food. Well, it was actually this morning. It was last night's food early this morning that he threw up. And I'm guessing also because of the pumpkin, it's like fucking bright orange puke. (laughs) So, and then he threw up this morning too. So could be the heat too, though. I mean, that could be some of it. It could be, man. It is, it is hot. There's no, there's no sign of that heat letting up. So. We went to Riverton Days, so we did the little 
watched the Little Riverton uh, parade, which is it's it's fun. I mean, it's a small what the thing. fuck is up with people in parades? I, I need to know. So, like, I was driving in Murray on Friday, and there were people fucking marking off territory oh, yeah. and sitting on State Street for Saturday's parade, and I'm like, what? You have nothing better to do. They than did spend- that in Riverton, like. Yeah, like they were doing before. it in West Jordan too, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's a, it's stupid cars driving. It's not even rail. It's like crappy floats. They're not even like high end floats. No, and it's tractors and yeah, the fire department. So we didn't mark anything off. We just went over there and found a place. To- I hate parades. But um, Saturday was the town days. So at the at Riverton Park, they've got the. Carnival rides that always end up on YouTube because people mm-hmm. fall out of them and die. You know those. Yeah. Uh, but they had the food trucks on, so we took we took Rocky. It was so hot though that after about a half an hour, I had Julia take him home because you could tell he was overheating. Yeah, he just couldn't just, handle it. It's too just hot. so hot because we went there around two, so not the hottest tar- part of the day, but it was pretty still damn pretty close to the hottest hot. part of the day. You got like two hours before it, so it was probably. Had to have been right around 100. Because, like, 3.34 or 5 o'clock is your hottest point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I went to the soccer game Saturday, and that was fucking brutal. Just before the game, sitting there, John and I, John came with me, and we were both just soaking wet. You're you're on the sun side, though, right? Yeah, we get hit with the sun hard. So, so since we're going into it, I'll, I'll talk about my uh, stadium on fire. Oh, yeah, you went to Provo for some reason. So, so, so the reason is Brighton, being in the military, they... Oh, he did color guard? He did color guard. And so they this color guard was a little different because they had a member of each branch, so Army, Marines, Air yeah, Force, Navy. Navy. Uh, but he, he was selected for the Army. So they gave... Each of them, their family tickets. Oh, so you got to go. So that's the reason why we went, is we got in for free. They were 50 bucks a ticket each. Yeah. How was Stadium of Fire? Um, Stadium of Fire. The Stadium on Fire. Trumpy? Was Trumpy. So let, let me explain. Well, you were in Utah County I first know. off. So, so we get that. Luckily, we were on the shaded side, though. So at least they gave the military people the shaded side. However, we were right next to the stage. So we couldn't really, yeah. s- I mean, we couldn't really see a whole lot. And of course it's BYU and both of their jumbotrons are being fixed right now, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so no, jo- the only jumbotron was above the stage, but we were like right perpendicular to it. The side of the stage. <laughs> so that didn't help us. Anyway. So yeah, so we got there. We had to get there 30, 40 minutes early because it just fills up so fast. So we're sitting there and there's some kid. Like dressed up like Trump, but like legit, like his 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 hair was dyed Trump color, Jeez. and he's wearing a suit just like Trump, and he's got the and so like like it's a lifestyle. It's like, weird. I know it was really weird. That's why people call it a cult. And so and it, and there was that, and then I lost track of how many like younger, like probably college age, maybe 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 post high school ish. Had Trump hats on. Dude, it's fucking Utah County. It was so weird. It's Utah County. I, I would, I'm too lazy to go pull up the data, but I would venture to guess that an overwhelming majority of people voted for Trump down oh, there. I wouldn't. And, and the way they're all like dressed and flaunting it and stuff, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And half of those morons still think he won the election because the election was rigged. Yeah. So, 
So there was that. So I'll, I'll do the negatives first, and I'll do the positives because there were some of both. So then, of course, it's BYU, so they start with the longest ass prayer. No, the number one negative: there's no beer. Oh yeah, there was no. So Maya asked me on the way, she's like, "Are you getting a beer there?" I look at her like, "Maya, it's BYU. There's there's, there's no beer, no beer." She's like, "Oh." Anyway, so one of the general authority twelve people gave the longest ass prayer. I mean, he it had he had your heavenly father. Have Heavenly Mother look down upon us. Something, thanks for this something, great blah, blah, protect yeah. this. Anyway, that went on and on and on. And then they did what, which was kind of cool, but they did these awards, like kind of a patriotic Utah of the year, I guess. So, for example, there was this guy who was a refugee from like Somalia. When he was 12, the Somalian army kidnapped him and forced him to be in the Somalian army for like 10 years. And then he escaped somehow and anyway so made his way here and now he's got a family so he got an award so which, that's pretty sweet that like utah county is recognizing refugees so that was really cool and then there was a a, a family that probably is prominent down there i didn't they didn't i didn't know who they were but all four of their daughters are each in a different branch of the military and one of the daughters was like the one of the first commanders of Something first female command. Anyway, so kind of cool. You yeah. get the idea. So that then then the last one was Dallin H. Oaks. I'm like, what the hell did he do besides just being himself? And then then it made sense though. So he, so he gets an award for like humanitarian something something. It's like, well yeah, we're at BYU. But then oh Dallin, we love you for your name. Well th- yeah. So then a little while later they had. The Freedom Choir is what they called, which is just the Motab. I mean, that's what it was. And then the Youth Motab, that's all it was, but they call it the Freedom Choir. But the special guest appearance was David Archuleta. God. So he's saying, except But they let him sing even though he said he's now. like, he's, he's bisexual. Openly. And maybe asexual. Yeah. They so, let him sing, I'm surprised. But then the other special guest was Dallin H. Oak's granddaughter. Oh, God. Who did the violin thing? So it's like so. Um, there, so there were no real musical acts. Well, that part. But the military band played. They were pretty good. Uh, and then it was Lee Greenwood, who sang three or four songs nobody's ever heard of, and then the Proud to Be an American. <laughs> so no real musical no, acts. Not really. And then another country singer who I, I guess I should know. He sings the only song he's saying that I kind of recognize is was the "It's My Story and I'm Sticking to It." That song does that ring a bell? I'm gonna see who was there. Hold on. Clay, some Aiken? No, Clay Aiken. Something. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I, Clay I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a country person. But it was funny when Link Greenwood, like, what time was the flyover? By the way, ah, uh, that was probably eight twenty in the morning. No, no, at night. Oh, so I was at the farmers market that morning, uh, and I was coming back from making my purchases, which every. Vendor at the fucking farmer's market had cherries for sale. Literally every vendor, like <laughs> fucking people selling goat soap also had cherries also for had sale. Cherries. I'm pretty sure that the cherry vendors were like, we harvested a shit ton because we have to. Right. And like, there's maybe one more week. So can everyone sell them for us? Uh, which is a cool thing about the market, but that's neither here nor there. But we were walking back about eight, uh, maybe close to nine. And there were a bunch of F-15s flying over and the guy standing next to me goes, Oh, stadium of fire. I'm like, yeah, maybe a practice run. It's a little early yeah, for a flyover. That I had to have been a practice run because it was started at eight o'clock at night is when they started, and so yeah, the flyover was probably around eight. 30. Oh, they broadcast the whole 
uh, production to a million military yep. members in a hundred countries. Wow, that's actually crazy. So they recorded the whole thing uh, Saturday because it's Utah and you can't actually celebrate it on the fourth because Jesus doesn't like. And then fireworks. they played it on. And then they played it. So I mean, I guess that was one. And they did announce it before they started that this is going to. Oh, be- Lee Greenwood's the God bless the USA yeah. guy. Oh, Colin Ray. Is Colin Ray. Guy. That's the other one. Yeah, Colin Ray is a pretty fucking popular country artist. Yeah, but yeah, none of those. So are- it's funny. So Jonathan's sitting next to me and, and Lee Greenwood. Says like my, I want to go back to my roots. My first hit was in 1978, and Jonathan looks at me. He's like, "You're like four, I'm like, yeah. uh-huh. and then and then he's like, and then, and then my next most popular song was in 1984, and then Jonathan's just you know, like, I don't even know who this dude is. Yep. And then he, his one proud to be an American song actually came out God in like 1988. It came out in like 1988, mm-hmm. and then it was 9/11 that made it popular. Yeah, that's because they played that video. Freedom isn't free, though. It costs a buck five. That's right. In case you're wondering. Team America World Police. <laughs> so then Colin Ray Alex said the only song I recognized was the It's My Story and I'm Sticking to It. Yeah, so, I, I really wouldn't recognize anything he sang either because I don't... So, I mean, between the two of them, I think Lee Greenwood's like 73 and I think the other guy's probably 67. Yeah, they're fucking old, but they're playing to an old crowd mostly. Right. So, to be honest, 20-year-olds aren't like, ooh, let's go to fucking Stadium of Fire. The cool part, though, was they had the Nitro. MAGA ones are. They had the Nitro Circus motorcycles. That part was pretty cool. Why did they agree to do that? Because they're from Utah. Because money. Because money. (laughs) And they they were saying this is the first performance they've done in 18 months. Oh, I I believe that. Because of COVID. No one has been able to do anything. It's funny because the RSL game, this is... This is a testament to, I think, people's fears in Salt Lake County, especially. Uh, Real Salt Lake's um, not great season so far and poor performance as of late. Uh, and probably the hatred for Deloy Hansen and the handling of the team right now. Um, the first game with full attendance allowed, which was on the third, normally a fireworks game, oversells. They have standing room only tickets. They flood the field. I bet there were somewhere between thirteen and 15,000 instead of 22,000 at that game. It's pretty sparse. So the stadium on fire was packed. Yeah, I bet. But it's the only, Utah County, they don't care about it. It really pisses me off that all the uh, city stuff was on July 3rd for the entire Valley. It was. It's really lame. It made the weekend feel a lot longer, though, right. even though I wouldn't have done anything on Sunday anyway. But it did make the weekend feel longer because it was like, oh, all the big celebrations were on Saturday. Oh, you have two more days off, like, except for you probably worked yesterday, because that's yeah, so, how you were. So, Sunday, though, uh, we just did a little barbecue at our house, and... Yeah, thanks for the invite, Dick. Kids came over and swam. Oh, I, I knew you would be home with Brittany. <laughs> but, you know, you're always walking. But we... So, we didn't... I, we didn't do fireworks, per se. My brother brought over some poppets for the kids, and but we didn't do, like... And in that, in that note, congratulations, Salt Lake County... Uh, Unified Fire released a statement today. There were no fireworks-related fires in Salt Lake County. That's on a first. The weekend. That is fucking amazing. To my dickhead neighbors, not next door, but somewhere in the neighborhood close by, I think the one street over, that decided that they would celebrate the 4th of July on July 5th at fucking 11 o'clock at night, eat a dick. Like, <laughs> eat 10 dicks. I want you to shove them all in your mouth at once like Joey Chestnut. <laughs> fucking be the dick-eating contest champion winner. Of Nathan's Seriously, on the dick eating. fifth, they couldn't on do the it on the fi- second. At like eleven o'clock, fucking at night, too. They couldn't do it the second, the third, the fourth. No, <laughs> the fifth, the fifth, fifth. I don't know why. It was really annoying. And my my poor dogs, they are 
they are still traumatized, probably. So I was really surprised Rocky just came up and sat in my lap and was fine. Yeah, Ch- Chopper and Phoebe uh, not handling it well. Ebo never did well, but I think since Ebo's not there, it didn't get yeah, Rocky going. Because usually Ebo would go crazy and then Rocky. But they don't go crazy. They are terrified. Like Chopper hides in like the smallest compact space that he can get. Like he comes down to my office and he'll hide between the recliner and the wall there. Oh, uh, and Phoebe just shakes and wants to be right on top of you to have protection, basically. So she sat on our laps basically the whole time. But anyway, um, so uh, we don't have a guest tonight. Um, um, our guest had to cancel, um, kind of short notice. It happens. It uh, happens. It's normal. It's okay. Uh, so we decided to do something a little bit different. Um, you know, I think last week I talked about um, talking about our favorite places to eat uh, and doing a food spot on the site. Uh, also, whose blog is it this week? It's yours. It's not mine. I've done it the last two <laughs> fucking weeks. Eat it. I'm not doing it again. I can do it. Because last week was supposed to be... So Bri and I traded... the first week of the month, isn't it? It is. Son of a bitch. I'll do it again. Whatever. So Bri and I traded because I did the one for Frank and she was going to... But then she was out. And so anyway... I'll do I'll do it. That's just three in a row. Somehow that managed like, to hit me for three in a row. Like two months ago, I had three in a row. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm only... I only care about the here and the now and me doing three blogs in a row. Oh, last week turned out okay, I guess. I, I got it done pretty quick, so. That's good. Well, now you caught back up, so it's just, so it's just, it's just writing an extra thing. <laughs> then it's writing an extra thing that's different than the other two things that I've already written, which, you know, the Facebook post, the show notes, like, it's, it's actually, okay, what else can I talk about that's different than what I've talked about that doesn't give away the whole show? Right. Go in a little bit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So my whole point to all of that was, um, <laughs> There is a reason. Uh, so uh, we're going to spend um, the rest of this show uh, talking about uh, our favorite food places in the Valley because we all like to experience new things. We like to experience local stuff. Um, our preference, at least Brie and mine, is to go to a local restaurant uh, as opposed to a, a large national chain. Um, so we, we tend to do that more. And I'm not saying we don't ever order like, you know, you know, Pizza Hut or Domino's or, you know, we don't, we don't go to a national chain though. Like we don't, you won't find a set of Chili's really or an Applebee's. You're more likely to find us at like a fast food chain. Uh, right. if, if we're going to go hit a chain somewhere, but right. as a side note, Julia may be joining us a little later on. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see if, uh, this one might be probably a little bit shorter episode just because of our, uh, our guest cancellation, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I put a bunch of categories down to kind of be thinking about, um, and I would like to start. So when I was in the restaurant industry, um, a lot of the market research that we did suggested this was four years ago, uh, that the fastest growing segment of the food industry, and I still think this is true, uh, is what's called a quick service restaurant. So quick service is um, you go up to a counter and you order, and they either make the food as you order or you order and like go sit down and they bring it out to you. So think of like, like a macaroni and grill or no, not grill, noodles, uh, and company. noodles and company or like Cafe Rio or Cafe Zupa. That's a, that's not fast food, but it's not exactly. It's not like a full service restaurant yeah. where you go sit down and they take your order and they bring it's like it back the dog house that we went to a few. Yeah, dog house is a fast service place. restaurant. Exactly. So that's what, that's what is qualified as a quick service restaurant. So it's not fast food. Um, it is all prepared fresh, but. 
Um, sometimes it's made in front of you as you walk down the line. Sometimes um, another one is like Payway is another good example of a, a quick service restaurant. That is the fastest growing segment of the restaurant industry. Um, so I'm curious, just out of the gate, what's your favorite local quick service restaurant? So I've got to say at the moment, because it kind of changes over time, but at the moment, that Sean's Barbecue that we went to down in Utah County, that was amazing. So the Sean's Bar, is it a quick service place? Yep, it's quick service. I so, think most barbecue joints are because the food is all prepared at barbecue joints. Right. So so exactly. You go in, you you you, you place your order, you go sit down for, it wasn't that long. And it comes out in like five minutes. Yeah, five to ten minutes. And they brought it out and you, you, with COVID trailing off, but you had the option of to go or, well, yeah. most places had the option to go. We stayed and ate, uh, but man, it was so good. What did you have there? So I had a pulled pork, and they have... Was it a sandwich or just pulled pork? I had the sandwich. Okay. But the way they do it is the, the pork, well, whatever meats you get, only has just the absolute basic seasonings, like just a little bit of salt. Yeah, it's the way barbecue should be. It's a smoked meat with a rub on it. And then they have they have just so many sauces mm-hmm. to choose from. And so we tried a couple of the different sauces. They were all good. I think... We, the one that we liked the most though was like a Cajun style. And where where is Sean's Barbecue at? So it's it's um, just south of the base of Camp Williams, and they really oh, so it's like like Saratoga Springs, Eagle Mountain, not quite that far, but you know the, the Walmart down there, yeah, yeah. So it's on the other side. That's so is it technically Lehigh? Probably it's probably it's right there on the border. So the really cool thing about them, one, the food was really good, but they really cater to the military. Well, they should. They're right by Camp Williams. And so uh, Brighton's the one that took us there because he, he goes there quite a bit. So he was the one that's been, yeah, you got to try it out. So does so, he put his own shitty hot sauce on there? Brighton? Yeah, like the fucking hot sauce. Oh, no, no, no. He, he gets the stuff. But but they've got, it's called like the Wall of Honor, and they have every military guy that comes in there signs the wall. Oh, that's cool. Um and then they have also got a patch section. So patches, for anybody who doesn't know, in the military these days, they're all Velcro on. Mm-hmm. They're not sewn on like they used to be forever and ever. So they've got a wall of anybody who wants to. That's a smart way to do it because that way you can take them off when you don't want to. Like That's a big thing in con- like in combat spheres. You don't want your rank visible right? Um, because you become a target if you're an officer. And then also because you change divisions and you change MOUs. Sewing them on means you have to replace all your uniforms. Right. So this way, well, and then as far as laundering goes, now you just pop, pop them, them off, off throw, it in laundry. throw it in the laundry. Or if you need new uniforms, you're just going to get your size, but not with all the patches. Yeah, sewn exactly. On. So your your dress uniform, it's sewn on, but but your everyday. So uh, anyway, so he was telling me on the little patch wall, he says, we get we get units from all over the United States, but also all over the world that come here to train. So he was saying just a couple of weeks ago there was a Panzer division from the UK. Oh wow! And they stuck their patch on there, and then That's they had cool. a unit from like Dublin or something like that. So their patches run. So so the food is really good, but the whole thing and the guy is like he gives discounts to military, and uh, he says Brighton said that they that they cater up to the to Camp Williams all the time, and and. Like most of the guys, when they've got a break, that's where they go for lunch and stuff. Well, and I'll I'll stay in that vein with barbecue joints. Um, Bam Bam's down in Orem is my favorite barbecue joint in the Wasatch Front. I've still yet to have barbecue that's better than Bam Bam's. Their their brisket and their ribs are unbelievably good. Uh, and he makes his own jalapeno cheddar uh, sausage that he smokes. Oh, and nice. that's amazing. 
Um, so I, I love Bam Bam Sound and Orem on, on, uh, it's right on university, right by, I haven't tried that one, but State I need university to. there. You'll have to give Sean's a try. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I don't travel that way very often. So it's like a special trip to go there. Just like Bam Bam's. I don't ever get to go to Bam Bam's anymore either. Um, do you have a favorite barbecue joint while we're talking barbecue? No. <laughs> I honestly, that's I'm not really a foodie. Food is a stressor to me. I'm not going to lie. Barbecue is something that. Salt Lake, for all of its amazing food, I don't think our barbecue there's, is fantastic. There's that one over by your work that everybody keeps talking about. Over by my work? It's just kind of off the off the off ramp there by 106th. There's a barbecue. And I can't think of the name at the moment. Everybody keeps talking about it. We went in there. I've been there twice and both times. That is not. Well, R&R is out in that area somewhere. I'm not a fan of R&R. But I don't think that's what, the one you're talking about. It's, I hate r It's like right off 106. It's like a few doors down from Honda World. Oh, okay. I'll have to go. There's a. I'll have to go see. Uh, I'll, I'll go check it out. I'll have. Anyway, I've, I've been there twice. It was okay. You've been there twice and it's not great. Maybe I won't go check it, it out. It was okay, but like. You know, because sometimes if, if you go once and it's not that great, maybe it was an off day. Maybe yeah. you just didn't order something. You go twice and there's a but You thing. go twice and it's still just as mediocre. Uh, back to quick service. There, Man, it is really hard to pick um, favorite quick service because there's, there's Barbaco, which is a go-to, which is Chipotle, but local. Um, but I, I would say, honestly, one of the coolest ones that I've gone to is Spud Tato's. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a, is that a chain? Is Spud Tato's a chain? I don't know. Well, it's like Doghouse. I didn't realize that was. And then as soon as we... I don't know. It might be. Let me go look and see. Spud Toto's. I feel like... Yeah, I was going to say. Spud Toto's is what it's called. I don't think it is. Yeah, it's just one location. So Spud Toto's is really good. In fact, that might be, uh, just because of its somewhat uniqueness, the place that I like the best uh, here is Spud Toto's. Um, What do they serve? Is it like potato bar? Yeah, kind of. So like... Spud Toto's uh, is, so you, you basically choose your type of potato. So they do um, like fries, they do baked, mashed, uh, and they do uh, uh, mashed yams as well. And then they have all sorts of toppings. So you what the fuck are you guys doing besides not paying attention? I'm, I'm watching Phoebe in place at Kudos <laughs> and, and Danielle's walking around bouncing a ball next to her. And, nobody's and she's like... She was doing so good, and then she got to the fourth side, and she was finally like, I need that ball. Sorry. You put your phone away, then. <laughs> You're distracting. They're so cute. I know. You can watch it when we're done. I'm trying to talk about food here. Stop looking at the dog. So, I don't care about food. Check your potato. You, you get your so, potato of choice. Yeah, and then they have like a bunch of like things that they do that are signature. Like They've got like a garbage fry where they do like... So you can like order something that's kind of... Grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, cheddar cheese, bacon, green onions. So you can either get like, you know, fries with that. You could get that on a baked potato. They have all kinds of vegetables, uh, sauces. So they have poutine. I, their poutine is my favorite. Like it's just amazing. Fries, cheese curds, uh, beef gravy. So I had poutine from that truck. Poutine, your mouth. Poutine in your mouth that doesn't exist anymore. Well, that in Seattle now or something. Yeah. Like that. that one was pretty good. Yeah. Their poutine at, uh, at Spud Tato's is really good. And it's potatoes. So it's super filling and they don't skimp on the servings. Uh, and, and it's really good. Um, we've had it, uh, and I, I can't complain. It's really good. And the combinations are pretty endless. Where are they located? Over in Jordan Landing. Jordan Landing. So they're right by, you know, where that famous Dave's and like the Rumby and stuff oh, is yeah. there? Yep. They're right next yep. to Rumby. Yep. Um, 
I think it used to be a Baja Fresh there. But anyway, I really like Spuntados. It is definitely a local place. It's There's only one, so... I'm a big fan. Um, okay, so what about, uh, speaking of the food trucks, what about your favorite food truck? So, because you eat a lot of fucking food trucks these days. These You're days. always posting pictures. I, I really think the Shrimp Shack. The Shrimp Shack? Was, was really good. And he, so he made it right in front of you. He cracks open the beer right in front of you. He, he makes the bat. He, you know, mixes that right in front of you, drip, dips the shrimp, dips everything. It was just that batter was just so good and fresh. It, it was really good. And they, he's got a bunch of different things. It's not just shrimp, obviously, if you're going to go to the shrimp shack. But he shrimp. made a fresh beer battered shrimp, like fresh batter. Why didn't he just like have beer batter already? That's weird. Maybe I was the first one of the day. Oh, could be. Cause you probably went at like 1030, right? When he pulled I was up. probably 1130. <laughs> so he'd probably just, I, I, yeah. I, I, so he's making the batter fresh there on the truck. So I, yeah. So I'd seen him there a few times and I kept telling myself, I've, I've got to stop, but I'd be on my way to a meeting or something like that. And so, so it was a, about a month ago ish. He was there and I was like, I'm just stopping. So I like U turned, went back around and, but yeah, he had probably just gotten set up, but his batter was just so good and his shrimp were a nice size. They weren't scrawny little shrimp. And then he had the, the potato wedges and, but he makes it all. It, it, it was just really good. That's, that sounds really good actually. Um, Man, that's a food truck's a tough one for me. I want to give a shout out to the 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 dogs and links guy because those are really good hot dogs. Like he makes a really good wiener. Um, they're 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 a little pricey for wieners, but they're really good. Um, I I love a good hot dog, and that's a good hot dog cart. Oh man, it is tough for me to decide on like best food truck. Um, it is R and R, by the way, barbecue. Yeah, it's not good. That was the one that I ate. I thought that might be what it was. I'm not a fan. Apparently, a lot of people like them. So, people talk about it all the time. But I don't think their barbecue is that good. And uh, it's it it very much tastes like so. It's kind of just dry and flavorless to well, me. Well, I their barbecue to me feels like a catering company that has turned their catering so banquet style cooking into something to produce for people, and I don't think they have it down on how to cook it so that it is just unbelievably good when they serve it. So, um. That's one of the things like Bam Bam's, that guy's figured out how to cook the meat to the right temperature and then hold it all day. That's the hard part. So that when you cut into that thing at five in the afternoon, even though it was done cooking at 10 a.m., it's just as juicy as if it would have been noon. So that takes, that takes time. That takes time and that takes a lot of knowledge on like how to pull stuff out, how to keep your temperatures right. Because, like, Bam Bam's cooks with wood still. Like, they're burning a wood fire to, to smoke. And I don't know what, what R&R does. I just don't think they're that good. Their their stuff wasn't impressive yeah. to me. It, like, like I said, it, it was okay, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm coming back. But anyway, we gave it two shots. But yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that makes sense. So, food truck. Man, there's so many good ones. Um, I don't know if I could pick one because the, the, the food trucks are – the problem with food trucks is finding them for me because I'm never in a position where I'm like, oh, I want this food from this food truck. Um, maybe I'll give a shout out to a couple of the ones from the farmer's market because those are um, those are some of my favorites, honestly. So there's the the um, Haitian truck that's there is really good. Uh, and then uh, Jamaica, what Jamaican kitchen is a really, oh. really good truck. So I, I would say maybe one of those two. Good, good food for sure. That 
I guess I guess I have to give a, a runner up shout out to the pizza bus. It's a it's a little short bus that they've converted in, so it's an actual bus. Their pizza's pretty tasty. I still want to try the pizza cone place. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a truck I still haven't been able to try, but it's they take pizza and turn it into like See, ice cream cone. Sort it's of taken thing. time for the the food trucks to make their way to Riverton. But yeah. it seems like the last little while... They're starting while, to find places they, to set up. They finally started showing up more and more. Because it used to be downtown or or even up to 90th South. And I, I will tell you, if you go to foodtruckleague.com, I'm not plugging them because I work with them. It's just a really good tool for Salt Lake. If you go to foodtruckleague.com, there is a truck finder. You can see like the league night events that Food Truck League does where they'll have like six or seven trucks sometimes in a single spot. Um, and I think they do a couple, like, I know they do a league night and daybreak, um, yeah. that's really, really popular. Um, but they also have a truck finder. And so the trucks around the valley will actually sync their calendars with the food trucks league, leagues database. And then you can see, Hey, for dinner tonight, where are all the trucks? And it won't just be the events. It'll be all the trucks too. So you can see like if this one truck's just at this single location somewhere, you could go hit them up. So. Um, I know Farmer Luke was doing his, but he's not doing it. I I think COVID kind of put an end to that. Yeah, he might bring it back if if uh, but with COVID being. I know he did. I think I want to say it was like Friday night date night is kind of what he did, and he'd have five six different trucks in the past. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk sit down restaurant like traditional dining restaurant. What's the favorite one you've ever been to? For the food or just for the actual? I think it's a little of both, right? Like, it's the best experience so that I, had. You know, Gura's. Gura's Spice House. That is, it's it's small, it's mom and pop, but the food is good. The service is good. Don't, don't go if you're in a hurry, but you typically don't want to go to Indian-type food if you're in a hurry. But yeah. the food, the atmosphere, it's just, it's just ever since... Josh introduced us to it, whatever that was, four or five years ago. I think that has been one of our all-time favorites. I love that place. One, it's really close to you guys, too. Yeah, well, it, relatively close, but... It is close, but the food is good. Like, it's some of the best Indian... And I like the other India places. I like the... What is it? The Indie Spice House, the... Bombay House. Ba- or Bombay. I like those, and I think they're great, but there's something about Gurus. They are just... They're, they're really good. So good. What about you? What's a favorite... Uh, Sit down place of yours. I don't know. Like, where's your favorite restaurant that we've ever ate at? I really like. I can't think of any. I can't think of any place in Utah. I really liked when we did ramen in California. Um, We need to go to a ramen bar here, like this winter. Well, and we went to that one place that John recommended, which was good, but it's a chain, so. what about like the copper pot of that place that you? The copper pot? You mean copper onion? Or copper onion? Is that? Um, yeah, that's good. That's one you've talked about. I don't ha- know. It's tough because we haven't done a whole lot of in restaurant dining in the right. last year. Because COVID kind of yeah. put a, the kibosh on a lot of that. Um, I'm always a big fan of tsunami. Uh, for a sit-down experience, tsunami is. I was actually gonna say that, but I couldn't remember. Tsunami if it was a is chain under or my not. sushi. Yeah, and I mean, Gura's was gonna be under my Indian. <laughs> so, but I, I, I mean, I really do think, like, in terms of like consistently good experience, all the like, I've been to three different locations. I have consistently a good experience at the three different locations. 
The food's always really good. The service is always really good. We've never had a bad experience except for when Bree threw up from eating like Thai chili mega death roll. <laughs> and that was that was us saying, yeah, we're got, we're fine with spicy to the sushi set chef and thinking he put green onions on top when they were, in fact, diced Thai chilies on top. Eey. It was fucking hot. It was inedibly hot for us. Um, it didn't make me throw up, but Brie had to run to the bathroom. And I didn't throw up. I just spit had to it spit it out and then I couldn't eat because yeah. my mouth was too burned. Tsunamis. But, that, but that tsunami, is... that's one experience. I don't know. We've been there. And I guess that's a good representation because we've been there a ton it's a yeah. it's a pretty quick go-to for us in terms of like hey this is consistently a great experience well, and we've done a number of of the group's friends birthdays there i know that's one of heather's favorite places yeah and i there's two more i gotta mention here because i don't think they'll fit, fit into other categories one is frank's um frank's restaurant um that's frank's but frank's restaurant <laughs> is really good it's over by uh, Knudsen's Corner, where, where, um, uh, it's real close to Lakai. Oh, right. Uh, right. it's right in that area, right behind the cotton bottom. Um, great, really small place, amazing experience. It's super high end, fine dining type of feel. You get, they actually have video screens up so you can watch the chefs preparing your food. Um, I really liked that experience. It was a nice restaurant. Uh, and the, the other one, um, that I, it just slipped my mind. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> It'll come back You'll to remember. me, I'm sure. Um, but it, it definitely slipped my mind. Um, so favorite sushi? Tsunami is so yours? Tsunami is my favorite. And, and I like sushi, and we've been to quite a few places. And I, I, I've I liked the place where we Heather got that birthday gift for me, and we made our own sushi. Oh, yeah, the blue fish or blue dolphin. Or... Something like that. That place was really good, but, but I have to agree. Tsunami is just, like, consistent. I still haven't gone to Takashi because I don't want to go unless I can go in the restaurant. And right now they're still only serving takeout and at the bar. And I just feel like takeout and driving it all the way back home from downtown isn't isn't fitting. Yeah, when it comes to sushi, I mean, I'm sure it'd be fine. But there's just something about eating sushi that the chef prepared and they walked right out to your table. Yeah, I mean, we've ordered takeout sushi like through DoorDash before. It's fine. It's not as good. Like, you got to be careful. Don't order... And they're really good sushi places, like, put their sushi rolls in boxes that make sense. So you won't have uh, a, a fried roll, like a Vegas-type roll, in with a cold roll. Right. Um, they'll separate them, and they'll give air holes for the fried roll so that it breathes and doesn't just turn soggy. But generally speaking, it's going to turn soggy by <laughs> the time it gets to your house. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, Sapa was really, really good. I don't know. How would you compare Sapa to Tsunami? This is great. Dead air. Think on I don't mic. know. It's, that, that's too hard. Food, food is a hard thing. You guys are like talking about this so passionately, and I just, I just go and and we're both fat kids and eat it's eat true. the food where I go. But like, like just simply, like I kind of just like Sakana. It's just it's one local little place. It's just it's um, just in Jordan Landing. Um, they don't have a ton of rolls. They don't have a ton of things. But they do have a little bar that you can watch and make the sushi at. And I don't think we've ever had a bad roll there either. No, the takeout. We did try takeout from there, and they're not so great at the takeout. They might be they better. May have, yeah, they now, may that was like four or five years ago we did takeout but, from there. But, like, sometimes if Chris and I are going to go to a movie, we'll just grab sushi there because it's, 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 good. Yeah, it's good. The menu isn't, like, super, super extensive, and they don't have a ton of, like, 
some of the stranger things or whatever, but they don't have like strawberries and mangoes with lime on top and like, you know, super nice tunas, but they have good rolls. They have good sushi um, as a go-to. What about Chinese food? So that dim sum place we went to with Mark. Dim sum house. That was was the one in Taylorsville. Oh, that's red maple. That's not dim sum. Red maple. That was really good. And they had, I mean, not that everybody liked it, but they did the slightly more exotic. They had the chicken feet, but they had actual dim sum. We went for brunch uh, on a weekend, which is when you get the best dim sum. But that place was really good. Yeah, I like that place for dim sum. Um, also, the the dim sum house on State State Street or Main Street. It's right by Social Axe Throwing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Live, yeah. live fish in the tanks. That they'll pull out and kill yeah, for you. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, their their dim sum's really good. Um, but in terms of like uh, Chinese Chinese, my favorite's just Pearl Express. Like we don't we don't really have like Red Maple is one that actually has a Chinese menu and has really traditional stuff. But we don't have, so like, if you go to San Francisco, there's Chinese places there. Their menus are very different than ours in terms of like things that, like onion pancakes. I love a green onion pancake. I don't know a single place in town that makes them. Um, uh, but go to for us is Pearl Express, um, off of 62nd and, uh, Bangator. Um, realistically, I think they're all roughly the same. I, I do like Red Maple quite a bit as well. Some Oh, no, they don't have it down. But L- Lucky Chin sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's nasty. There's one we went to on Redwood by where um, it's the same building that Salsalitos used to be in. Where Salsalitos? Uh, red, so it's Redwood and about 90th. Oh, yeah, there's a new one over now. It moved. It's good. I love that place. The one that was there was not nah, good. No, it was good, man. The one that was on the side. Yeah. It's better now. So they moved across the street over by the Big O Tire. Oh. Uh, uh, across 90th. So yeah, we went there when they first opened. Ah, yeah, that, that was, that is like cheap Chinese takeout kind of place. Yep. <laughs> but we go there for lunch and so you get a lunch special and so the food's. Some places though, the lunch menu's decent. Yeah. So that's what, that so. place is much better now. No, it's across and then the I guess there's the big old Chinese buffet, if that's even still in existence. No, on it is, but that's it's not disgusting. good. It's like State Street and 70th. You, you fixed it. You said buffet. That's all you got to <laughs> say. And I know that's like a popular thing, but... Yeah. There's some new ones in the, the market that Chris and I have been thinking about trying. Some new little restaurants in that Chinese market. I think there's a Oh, yeah, yeah. Shop. Oh, oh I bet that place is Yeah, good. I should not... I should not... Uh, get away from Chick Queen as a, uh, I don't know what Chick Queen is considered because it's not super fast because they're frying the chicken fresh, but it's so good. Uh, Chick Queen is a place you ought to go try. That's going to get an honorable mention randomly because <laughs> that place, if you haven't had it, it is worth going to the, the, uh, Chinese supermarket on 33rd and State. There's the place that Kate keeps getting shut down. It's across, uh, it's on State Street across from the college. The college. That's Little World, buddy. What about David's Kitchen? <laughs> yeah, David's Kitchen's really good. Um, I'm a big fan. I can tell you all their stuff is very much homemade. Um, they they make their pot stickers fresh in the back. I like that you that you can do your own sauces and stuff at the table. That's nice. Yeah, I will say as much as I love David's Kitchen's pot stickers, their sauce is not as good as Asian Star sauce. Don't get sushi from Asian Star though. But the Asian Star, whatever they whatever they have created for their pot sticker sauce is the best pot sticker sauce I've ever had. Their pot stickers are 
just okay. But the sauce is really good. David's Kitchen, there's not a pot sticker better in the valley. So you got kind of got to start at one end of the valley and get each piece at a different place. <laughs> and we did have a pot sticker competition. At which, which I did go to David's Kitchen for, but I think Pot Stickers Plus One actually won that. And that's another quick service restaurant up in Sandy on like, you know, where like the Sandy Carriage Square is oh, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's up in that, that up little in that area. Kind of yeah, by, by like the, where the movie theater used to be kind of yeah. in that Isn't area. Isn't there a Harmons or something? There's no Harmons there. There's like a whole bunch of a, weird buildings there. Is there a grocery store? Anyway, I know no, what you're talking there's about. There's no I, grocery I, store I know, there. I know the area. Like 94th and 7th or 9th East or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I forgot about Potstickers Plus One. I go there for lunch. I forget about it, but it's really good Potsticker-wise. They have handmade Potstickers fresh with a bunch of different like different ingredients in them. So you can get like sweet corn or like hmm. a like a chicken Potsticker. Yeah, a lot of like places. Short rib. It's like you get one. It's the Potsticker. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, David's Kitchen, like, you go into the back, you can't, but I've gone in the back many times when they've had a line of six cooks prepping pot stickers for the weekend where they are hand-stuffing and rolling every one of these pot stickers. That's so. good. It's making me hungry. Yeah, this whole episode's making me hungry. <laughs> okay, so let's get away from, like, um, serious serious food in that regard. Let's let's go to burgers. Best burgers. Because Lucky 13 always wins best burger in, in the state, but what's the in the best of Utah competition for City Weekly, but what's the best burger that you've had? So I would still have to say it comes from the Greek boys, the Apollo burger, the The crown Crown burger. They're all basically the same thing there. It's whichever one, whichever franchise you're going to, but it's the, it's the burger that's got the pastrami in it. So Mm -hmm. it's the crown burger. If you're a crown burger, it's the Apollo burger at Apollo. And I had no idea that that was a very much a Utah thing. Um, Yeah, but it is, it's 100% a Utah thing. The pastrami burger from those, I'd say that's that's got to be my favorite. Yeah, I think so. What about you? You like burgers? Because I know you used to like Scots and stuff. Well, that's probably what I would pick. I mean, I gone. like they don't exist. I like a burger. I guess that's why I like Chris's burger. So I like it when you've toasted the burger. But there's sauce on it so much that the burger still like the bun is kind of gets. Not, you not have the soggy, crunch but of the squishy, bun, but, yeah. but plenty of sauce. And 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 I like shredded lettuce on it, and and that's I like a nice that. juicy burger. So I like I like something that's just a little bit sloppy. That's what I like about the Apollo and Crown burgers. Yeah, yeah. and like just their regular, sloppy. just their regular burgers. Because I'm not a huge fan of pastrami, but I do like to get just their regular burgers. I just don't eat. Hamburgers very often. I got to throw a, a shout out to Cotton Bottom. I, I'm sorry. Oh, they're burgers. Yeah. They're the simplest, cheapest like burgers ever, but they're so fucking flavorful. Because they have the old grill. Yeah. That, that place, the Cotton Bottom. And I haven't been there in a couple years, but man, their burgers are, are out of this world good. And you don't even have to order a, a garlic burger for it. So, um, yeah. They all have that garlic sort of taste because they're cooked on that flat top <laughs> yeah what about uh what about indian food so is gurus your indian food i still i think so i think it is and it's not that i don't like others because i do like plenty of others but if i had to pick a an all-time favorite or if it was a you can go to one and one only that gurus still wins yeah i think so their sauces are all this is one challenge that i find at a lot of indian places is you can order a coconut korma and a chicken masala and a vindaloo and they all look and kind of taste, taste the, same. the same. And they shouldn't. They're very different types of sauces. And 
the the flavor profile is subtly different in some cases, and I think Gura's does a really good job. Like their coconut, it is coconut. Yeah, you can taste the coconut and the coconut There's corn. There's no... Yeah, it doesn't taste like uh, chicken macani, which is butter chicken. That sauce is a very different, yep. rich sauce. Um, and I, I really like that about Gura's. Um, and their naan is good. Yeah, and I like Bombay House. Don't get me wrong. Bombay yeah, House is spectacular. I like, I like Bombay House. In terms of a dining experience, I think Bombay House beats Gura's. Um, it's it's quite a bit nicer. And the one downtown is so is just fun to go to. Yeah, well, and I the one here is, uh, in Jordan Landing is really nice, too. It's the, the interior is done really well. The guys there are always super nice. Um, but I would say um, probably second to Gura's, and, and it depends on the dish, uh, I like, um, um, shit, what's the name of the one on 104th? Um, the strip mall there? Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't. The one that we went to before the game? Yes. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, what the hell is it? It's I go there a lot, actually. And Just look up the address. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing it. I know exactly where it is. I know exactly what you're talking about, because we've been there a couple it's, times. It's cold in there, though. We went That's, there with... With Josh for a birthday or something a few years ago, or I've never Saffron I, Valley, Saffron Valley, and I think they're called Saffron Circle now or something. And I think they have a couple locations now, um, but they're really good. Um, they're they started as like Indian street food, so they actually have something that a lot of these other Indian restaurants don't have, which are like dosas, uh, which is a thin crepe like pancake that you can dip into sauces and stuff, which is really good. They also have your traditional Indian, like um, more northern Indian curries and stuff. Yeah, it's good. I really like their sog. It's probably the best sog in the valley, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Bree's sticking her tongue out. Sog is cream spinach. Um, <laughs> but if you want to, um, if you want another experience, um, like southern Indian cuisine, this is what people don't understand about India. India is a huge fucking country. One and a half billion people. That would be like saying American food is all the same. Yeah. So like what you're going to eat in, say, the Northeast versus what you eat in like Alabama are very different when you go to Texas to to Louisiana. Uh, Texas to Louisiana is about the same. (laughs) Like not a ton of difference. But like West Texas or New Mexico to Louisiana is very different because you've got your Cajun Creole stuff versus like Tex-Mex or or Maine. Yeah, like Maine, and Arizona. Maine to Arizona, very different types of cuisines. Same thing in India. So India is such a big area. Uh, why is this so big area wise that you have like Southern India, which is heavily influenced by coastal cuisine. So a lot of seafood, a lot of seafood for the non, cause not all of India is Hindu either. There's a big Christian population. There's a big Muslim population. So they do eat meats. Uh, and so there's a big seafood. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if I've ever had much Indian seafood, but I bet it's delicious. And then because most of the Indian that you're eating is more Nepalese style is more Northern Indian. Yeah. Gurus is definitely Nepalese. Yeah. Dur- Gura's, and, and Gura's has the momos, which are very, that's a Nepalese thing. Um, and they have some really good Nepalese noodle dishes. Uh, but Southern Indian, um, dosas are very common. So, and the way, the best way to describe like Southern Indian food is it's a lot of bread type items that are dipped in soups and sauces and accoutrement. So there's a place, um, over by the Asian market or the ocean, Asian city oh, yeah, on yeah, 90th yeah. and uh-huh. Redwood there, um, called Sri Balaj. And it's all Southern Indian, so it's a lot of dosas, which is just a thin crepe with like maybe like a, a potato curry inside of it, but you p- break it apart and you dip it in these sauces. It's so good. Where does the heat come from? 
what the sauces? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, regional wise, is there some part of India that the heat is a lot more prevalent? Heat's not the thing. That's the thing that like people people think Indian food is hot. Indian food is not hot. When they make it really hot for us, it's because we're stupid Americans. Oh, um, most Indians don't. I mean, they eat spicier stuff. Their chili powder is a lot spicier than the chili powder in, say, you know, from New Mexico mm-hmm. because their chilies are a bit hotter. Um, but their food has lots of spice. What you don't get out of Indian food is a lot of salt. So they have a lot of different spices. So turmeric and fenugreek. And so instead of getting your flavor from adding a teaspoon of salt, you get it from adding spices, which to our tongues makes it spicy. I mean, if you look at a, a regular curry, there might be 16 spices in that thing. And so um, the heat comes from chili powder primarily. Like they, they grind chilies just like anywhere else. And I have some hot... Indian chili powder. That's where most of your heat comes from. Gotcha. But that's just it. Like, that's not normal to have, like, super hot food, you know? That's it. just when when you think Indian, a lot of people think, oh, spicy, hot. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's not that's not the case. That's actually a really good um, misconception that it's, it's not. Although I will say that Southern Indian place, some of those sauces are fucking hot as shit. <laughs> but they're really good. They're not. And th- that's the other thing. They're not so hot that they're just burning off your tongue. Right. right, I think that's hot the for difference. the sake of hot. I because I, I don't mind spicy if it's got flavor and taste, and it's not burning your taste buds with right. with capsaicin. Right, it's just hot for the sake of being hot and doesn't have any flavor. What about other categories? What are some other things like pizza? What's your favorite pizza place? Or do you guys order much pizza? Uh, we don't eat a whole lot of pizza, and I I know this has come up before, and for me, it's because it's nostalgic. But the pie, but the pie up by the U. Yeah, and, and you have to eat it there in the dark, in the dark hole when, when you're drunk. It, it, for me, it's just because it's nostalgic. <laughs> I mean, the pizza is good. I, I probably remember it being a lot better because us poor college students would all pitch in. We'd all pitch in like five bucks you or get something. Get a huge ass pizza, and then all yeah, we'd all get this massive pizza that would feed us for a week. But it was it was the experience. It was being there. It was the band. It yeah. was the and so. I Not nos- a pizza you'd order to go. I nostalgically remember that, but then when we've had it at the other pie, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I think Mountain Mike's pizza is way better, and that's up by you guys. That's on 104. Oh yeah, yeah, we've had Mountain Mike's. Mount- a couple times. Mountain Mike's is great, especially their white sauce. Um, <clears throat> and then I would say, like Estes up in Sugar House is really good. I would say my guilty pleasure pizza is a is a Domino's deep dish that's super greasy. Have you tried? Uh, have you tried um, uh, Little Caesars deep dish? I don't think I have because we always just get the five dollar. The Little Caesars deep deep dish is really good, huh? If if you want to like, if you like the deep dish from Domino's, Brie likes the deep dish from Little Caesars. It's closer to Pizza Hut's deep dish. Pizza Hut is where I like my deep dish from. But Little Caesars deep dish is actually really quite tasty. Try it because we got the good. I just don't really like pizza anymore. Yeah. I'll have to try that. Because yeah. normally when we do the Little Caesars, it's because the kids are doing a game night or something, so we'll go get whatever. It's like five, five buck pizzas. Five of the five dollar pizza. We don't normally get like anything else, which I think most people are that way. And in fact, the five dollar pizza is what saved them. I almost never get just the five dollar <laughs> pizza. If I do get the pepperoni, I'll get the extra they most bestest the one. They have the best breadsticks. That's true. Their crazy bread's the best. Their crazy bread's They've good. also got the fucking like fast service pizza thing down at Little Caesars. They yeah. really did a good job yeah. with that. I do like, from time to time, we'll do the Papa Murphy's. 
take it home and bake it. Those fuck, are okay. Fuck that. If I'm going to pay for a pizza that's raw, <laughs> not coming out of a damn freezer, I'm just going to make it myself. Just go get, you, you can even just buy a can of like fucking biscuit style pizza dough out of the grocery store. Or better yet, a lot of places, like if you go to the farmer's market, you can get pizza dough. They'll just oh, sell yeah. you a thing of pizza dough for like three bucks. And mozzarella. And pizza, pizza is not hard to cook, people. It's really easy. You could grill it. But yeah, oh, yeah that's grilled pizzas. That's the way to do it. Um, so I'll grill a pizza. Um, I'll I'll uh, get pizza dough or make pizza dough, and you know, do the whole thing and throw it on the grill and use my own sauce. And that's one of the and, things Heather wants to do for one of our barbecue nights. You know what you got to try? Because how hot does your smoker get? Smoker probably three. 50s kind of pushing it even in the summer it might hit 400 in the summer so you should try especially if you can get it close to 400 you have to smoke it as, as hot as you can get it try smoking a frozen a couple frozen pizzas just like cheap like tombstone style frozen pizzas smoke them who who brought those to something or smoked pizzas or tombstones or, no, no no smoked pizza or someone was talking about it or i don't know vitamin it? b it is amazing smoked pizza is really top notch I'm, I'm a big fan of the smoke just a frozen pizza and you smoke it and it adds so much flavor just picks to it. up that that yeah. whatever flavor your mesquite or whatever you're god i'm fucking hungry now <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh, any other categories um i does i put dessert on here because I, I do want to talk about dessert. I want to go. I want to go back to that taco ice cream place, but I don't know if that's a chain. No, I don't think it is. And even if it is, it doesn't matter. Sweet rolled tacos, because that was mine too. Uh, that's the place you're talking about, right? In Gateway. So you know me, I'm not a huge dessert person, but I think the Chocolate House is my favorite. And once again, it, 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 it I think it's because we've gone there as date nights. Isn't it just called the Chocolate? I, thought, I think it's the Chocolate House, but I could be wrong. But. It's the atmosphere, and of course, with with COVID, we haven't been there for a while. But yeah, it's just called the chocolate. The chocolate, and there's one down in Orem, and there's one up here in um, Salt Lake in the Sandy area. So the one on Redwood and Ninety First and Redwood. Yeah, that's the one that it. I'm not a huge dessert person, but they have the dessert. Their cakes and stuff are really good, and it's, you don't actually usually eat dessert there. You'll eat some of Heather's, but you usually just have, have a, coffee. The coffee, which the first time I went there was, which is your dessert, which is really good. And then after that, the coffee was not good. Those just shitty Folgers the next two times. Anyway, but for me though, it, it's about it's the experience because I'm not a huge dessert person. So that place to me is the experience, and every time we've gone there, it's it's been a lot of fun. And we get one of the little rooms in the back, and we. We're there for much longer than I'm sure the owners want us to be because we're all just chatting. But I like that place. Yeah, Sweet Rolled Tacos uh, is a chain. Started in California. There's only like seven locations. A couple in California. There's three in Utah. Salt Lake, St. George, and Orem. Do they do like the, San, the, the taco, ice cream taco? Yeah, list? so it's like a waffle cone that's folded over, and then they- Was they, it Taco Time that had those? Choco Tacos? Oh, yeah. yeah taco taco Time created them. Klondike bought it from Taco Time. Gotcha. So you can get them at the grocery store now. Taco tacos. Um, <laughs> and I like, um, honestly, one of the best desserts is the melting pot, which is also a chain. Oh, yeah. But it's for an experience. Like, I don't think the melting pot's that great from a dinner perspective. Like Restaurant. The restaurant that we went to in, 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 in Gateway where they have the... the shabu shabu? Yes. 
which is also a chain. I know, but it just made me think of that. Yeah. Uh, but Shabu, it's not like a Chili's. It's a smaller restaurant chain. Uh, Mr. Shabu's, which is a, a Shabu Shabu place. There are a lot of really good Korean, um, hot pot locations that like that. There's the one hot pot that I want to try in, uh, Chinatown. And then, um, Scotty really likes hot pots because we've gone to a couple now on <laughs> 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 our like work adventures. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Shabu was really good. Um, I don't think the melting pot's that great, but their dessert is really good. And no one else does a cheese fondue that I'm aware of, and that's actually really good at the melting pot. But just doing the Shabu style dinner is not as great there, I think. But the, the dessert, like I would go there. We have done this before. We went out to dinner somewhere and then went to, uh, the melting pot just for the chocolate for dessert. dessert because that's, that's spectacular. A pot of melted chocolate. With all the stuff to dip in it. It's so like, just like berries and marshmallows and bananas and graham crackers like and angel food cake or something like that. Yeah, like angel that. food cake, pound cake, brownie bites, like it's dip it in the sound, chocolate. That's just that good. Yeah, it's a really good experience too, even though it's not local. So I won't put it in the blog. Um, fuck, there are a lot of restaurants I'm going to have to find links to. <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> um, what about Mexican places? Because uh, Mexican, you know, always, everyone's always like, oh, red iguana. Mm, they, they have my favorite music. But. I still have my guilty pleasure of El Rancho Grande at the top of Kearns. <laughs> I like we, eating there. We haven't ate there in a while. We should get there. No, food. we haven't. They're very, they're like uh, kind of La Frontera style, but like super low end. And but, a little bit better than La Frontera. But they are better in my opinion because it's smaller, I think. Um they do the the cheesy fried ice cream that's made with the cereal, and they'll do oh, yeah. they'll do virgin um, virgin drinks with sugar on the rim instead of salt. It's like if you order a virgin daiquiri or whatever, it'll have um, sugar rim on it instead of salt. Just it's just kind of fun. It's just it's big food. I think that they do a good job with the big food. I don't know. Food, it's a guilty mean? pleasure that I, I like that big place. Big food, like big servings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then I like that, um, that place with the cars that's up by the stadium that we went to. Up by the stadium. Um, garage grill. Are you talking about the garage grill? No, 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 no. The one where we ate ta- fish tacos outside. Oh, Lone Star Taqueria? Yeah, that was that's, good. That's not by the stadium. That's up in Fort Union. Why did I think it was by the stadium? Maybe just because we went to the yeah, game Yeah, Lone after. Star Taqueria is really good. Taqueria 27 is pretty good. We've been there a couple times. That's good. Um, I don't know. Apparently, you bring apparently up I have Mexican a predilection food. for Mexican <laughs> food. He jumps in like, oh, all I love all these places. <laughs> I like salsa liados. Where is that at? So I don't think I've ever had that. I've driven by it a million times. I don't think I've ever well, it's had cause it. They're, it's because they're local, and they've only got the one. So that's the one that used to be on like 21st and State. No, they used to be on like Redwood and 70th, give or take. And then they moved over, um, at the corner where Bangator starts to turn and go north. They were right there on the corner, but now they're, they bought the building that's right by the, the Riverton liquor store. It's like basically shares the parking lot. Oh, okay. Okay. Is where it's at, but they're local. Um, many years ago, my boss and the owner were friends, and so I kind of knew the owner somewhat, but that was quite a few years ago. Uh, but it's local. It's 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 the only one. It's not a chain, and th- their food is really good. Might have to try them. Um, maybe we'll go out to dinner with you and Heather over there. Yeah. Um, 
I will say uh, I have to give I have to give props to the best molcajete uh, anywhere in in Salt Lake, Utah, in Salt in the Wasatch Front area. Donna Maria's uh, in Orem, the place. They're great cheap street tacos, and they make a molcajete that is out of this world. It's the best molcajete I've ever had. So growing up, it was the Sylvester's. Do you remember Sylvester's pre? Yeah. Grandpa liked that because he could <laughs> get shitty, there. That shitty place up on 33rd. Yeah. So when we were like high school age, and maybe it's one of those I'm remembering it different, it was decent back then. But I don't know if it's changed owners. I don't. Yeah. My grandpa used to like to go there because he could get tripe there. Um, but it was authentic. That Acapulco restaurant isn't awful. My mom really loves it. It's awful. <laughs> That's not a good review. No. That place is not good. I'm not a fan. Um, Don really likes the salsa at El Matador in Bountiful, and he buys that by the gallon. Yeah, he buys like And then there's another it. restaurant that's another Mexican restaurant up there that's up on the hillside on the east side of the freeway. I and I can't think of what it's called, but they make really good sopapillas there. Mm, sopapillas. Uh, Which is not hugely like a real Mexican Also, thing. Mexican fry bread. Sopapilla. Well, yeah, but not the way that they do it. It's, so, it's Southwest. <laughs> um, okay, well, last last one on the Mexican food, and it's really all about the tacos at Tacos Lopez. It is a traditional like street taco joint. It's in a fucking... The side of, like right next to the Mexican, like the Anaya market, I think on 78th and Redwood, roughly. Yeah. Um, out in Midvale and the tacos are spectacular. Is uh, it Redwood or state? No, it's Redwood. It's close to Redwood. 78 and Redwood. Yeah. Okay. And it's like the tacos and they also have, uh, Vampiro, which is basically like a quesadilla with whatever meat, but it has, and their quesadillas are made with, um, 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 Oxala oh, cheese yeah, that instead cheese. of like instead of like cheddar or whatever and and uh, they're like a it's like a corn tortilla quesadilla it's really good uh, so I would I would recommend that place for for tacos um yeah I don't know that's a lot that's a lot of shit I don't even want to talk about it anymore because of how much it so is Julia's joined us so do you have a favorite restaurant you can we, we've just been talking about local. Favorite restaurant, local food, local. Do food you have eatery. a local favorite? Oh, hold on. Probably a Turner Mike. Nope, still not on. Try again. I turned me off. How about now? There we go. Yay! I'm alive. Yeah, I really like Tokyo Station in Ogden. Um, they do a teppanyaki, like three course meal. It's so good. So good. It's where so Brian and I went on our first date, and we go all the time. Like a bonsai or like a, a teppanyaki. Yeah. Like a, yeah. You know, they do all the fancy tricks. and. Is it bonsai? No, it's Benihana. Benihana. <laughs> and I got to tell you, having gone to a Benihana's and then having gone to like another one, like the teppanyaki that's over in Jordan Landing, Benihana's not worth the extra money. It's not It's not any better. I remember the Benihana opinion. commercials as a kid. Yeah. Also- don't buy sushi at those fucking places, people. That's not what they do well. They do hibachi-style stuff well. <laughs> Just saying. Is that where they flip the shrimp in your mouth? And yeah, that's the hibachi grill. That's the what they do. It. Oil they and- do, if you want one locally, I haven't been to Bonsai in years, but on like 94th and like 9th East, there's a place called Bonsai Teppanyaki that was really good. I think it was called Bonsai. They did the little olive, or the little onion ring volcano. The onion volcano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Tamales Salsalitos in Utah. I, yeah. Yeah, he just I said Oh, that. my he gosh. I get tamales there yeah, they're, they're at local. least once a week. They're it's local. so good. You get tamales so there once a week? At least. Like, should, do you, you just cook make for your own? Just, just like fast food on my way to work. That's not fast food. If you order it online for pickup, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. So you ever thought you about just make your, your own tamales. You'll have to come out and get a try. I'd say it's really easy, but it's not. I'd teach you how it's not. I was just going to say, I'd say it's really easy, but it's not. It takes a long time. Yeah, that's the hard part. Apparently, ADHD is fuck, and I walk away for two minutes, and all of a sudden it's three hours later, and there's no water left in my pot. (laughs) Nah, that's that's probably fine. That's going to be our new Christmas tradition. Christmas tradition. Cause Hell yeah, I'd rather really make that it. than fucking anything else. But everyone in the kitchen on Christmas Eve, like making tamales. Like a real together. Mexican family. <laughs> and, and probably like a real Mexican family, half of y'all sucked at making tamales. And I won't put you, but I'm saying half of y'all communally. Like we had some that were like a whole shit ton of masa and a very little meat. Luckily your masa is really good. And then we had some that was like tiny bit of masa. Meat. Those were Sean and Don. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like a quarter pound of meat inside of a tamale. Which, Are they the kind of person that makes a street taco where there's so much stuff in it you, you can't, can't even, even close like, it? Yeah, yeah. The, you only put a Chris's little bit. Chris's street tacos, though, it's hard not to put too much stuff in. It's so good, man. I like my my favorite restaurant is Restaurant Chris. <laughs> restaurant Chris, <laughs> but I don't I don't sell my, my favorite food. burger is Chris Burger. If if you, and my favorite street taco is Chris Street. Taco. However, if you are a friend and you have a birthday, I will oftentimes cook for you. I've so. had I've had your street tacos. I don't think I've ever had your tamales. That's one that I uh, Oh, I haven't given you tamales for next week. No, because because you guys we're not gonna have time. Yeah, you're gonna fuck off with that. They <laughs> do take it. so long. It's like a, it's, it's like I bug you about it every episode so the pork, until you bring tamales. The pork and the chili sauce probably take me a day between you know seeding and shredding and cooking and blending and doing the pork and then the masa is that, another the masa and the, the actual making of the tamales i mean realistically that's probably like a two-day deal to do all it's because you make them and that's that are none left over well no but when well, you make no. them like you make big batches so yeah. when i make them i'm usually making four plus dozen tamales right for Brie and i so for oh, you know, share, two days supply. No, I, so often, like I've made them. Sometimes I'll make them for the guys when we game. So I'll do a ton of tamales. But yeah, next time I make them, I'll, I'll make sure and give you guys some. Yeah, make a few extra because let's try. I, I really like tamales. Uh, he flavors plenty. his masa, and so it's really good. So you're not ever just like getting a bite of masa where you're like, oh, that one didn't have meat in it. Yeah, no, the cooking liquid for the pork goes into the chili sauce, which so goes into the masa. it makes it harder to make the masa, but it tastes way better. I'm going to order salsalitos now. <laughs> <laughs> We're on our way back home. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably going to do it. Um, I was going to ask this question, but we're all... What do you want to do? The, the, the tarot card at the end? And just wrap that bad boy or in. Dad calls it the tarot. The, the tarot card. The tarot card. The tarot of destiny. Hey, how's our fucking calendar doing? Have you been changing the dates, there, buddy? Yeah, it's July. July. I switched. Excellent. The, I switched it last week. We, we should do that. We should do that this hey, week. Hey, what? What's my birthday? Can you go up there and yeah, look? Yeah, hold on. Just say I want to see what day my birthday is. Well, Jer- Julia's it's, doing the tarot. It's Monday. Fine. Oh, I thought you were asking for the date. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> what? New friends. Oh, day. new friends. So who the fuck am I gonna make a new friend on my birthday? I don't know, especially since Get you don't a new go to cat work. or something. I don't know. My daughter got a new cat. I'm a I'm a new gra- cat grandma. So now I have two grandkitties. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. 
Well, when your daughters aren't, because I'm pretty sure she's not gonna have like human babies. <laughs> They're pets, which is fine with me because like I'm fine to hold a baby, hold but I don't really give a shit. But when you have to take care of it, I don't want to. I don't want the responsibility of being the grandmother. Instead, you pulled the death card. Fuck. No, I didn't. No, we have the King of Cups. Is there a death card in there? What's the with king. all the cups, man? I'm king of sh- Cups. I'm pretty sure there's a death card in here. There should be. There's I a thought death we pulled the death card once. No, we haven't. You pulled an upside down card that fucked us over. So that was when we decided no more upside down. All right, we have the boy and the dragon pearl from China. The boy with the dragon tattoo? No, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> the the words are devotion, loyalty, faithfulness, wisdom, and generosity. <sighs> faithfulness, wisdom, generosity. What was the first one? Loyalty? Devotion and devotion, loyalty. Loyalty. Faithfulness and generosity. Were you guys typing wow. into your phones at the same time? I am looking at pictures of my grandkitty. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's cute. He's an orange tabby, and I told her to name him Jasper. I think that means that um, this show's done for at this point. <laughs> so hopefully you're you're probably fucking hungry, I'm really. Starving. If I'm being honest, anyone that listened to this whole thing is probably really hungry. Um, if you like what you heard, please share the episode. That's, that's what helps us more than anything. Um, and, uh, you know, let us, uh, let us know if you have any thoughts on the show on some of the changing format that we've had over the last little bit. Um, any guests that you'd like to have on? I think we're booked till They're all going to say Julia sucks, kick her off. Uh, I don't think that. Um, but they're uh, all too scared to say it. But no, they're not afraid (laughs) to tell us shit. And they tell Brie to stop eating in the mic before. So they face the wrath after that. Um, yeah, follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. Um, you can go out to our website, thenewutah.com, where I post blog articles, sometimes <laughs> a week late, sometimes on time, usually by Thursday if I can help it. Um, this episode, it might be a little later because I'm going to have to go find links to all these fucking restaurants, um, and, and share their social media and their links because I, honestly, I don't, we, I don't, we've never done this. Like we talk about our favorite stuff when we do like the best of recaps and stuff, but I don't think we've ever really gone deep on some of our favorite of our local own. places to eat. And this just scratches the surface. Like we could probably do three shows just well, on Because we could do a whole episode on drinks. Just yeah. food trucks and then yeah, we, just dessert places yeah. and then Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot that we could cover. So I think getting a no. I think when you guys do that one, I'm going to go get a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, Bree has food issues. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Um, and, uh, you know, go uh, take some time this week. If you, the next time you're going to go out and get something to eat, um, try something local. There's lots and lots of good stuff uh, that, you know, it's, it's Salt Lake has an amazing food scene. So, so try to eat local. Yeah, find something local. Don't go to a chain. 